everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? Great. How are you? Doing great, thanks. We're, uh, okay. we're, we're recording uh, a little bit differently than we normally do. Normally, we do like Wednesday afternoons, and the last couple of times we recorded, it's been Friday mornings, and I feel like I have way more energy in the mornings than I do in the mm-hmm. afternoon, so... Yeah, it's Friday. It's Friday at 1 p.m. for me because we're at opposite coast. Yes. But yeah, we still make it work. Yes, this is true. Uh, yeah. How's the weather your way? It is hot. It is 91, which I think it feels like it's 101. Okay. We get to the dog park really early in the morning, really late in the evening. Mm. But, and to the person that wrote on the AMA that they listened to the podcast, so I did a Reddit um, IAMA about right. the toxic relationships place that came out and someone said that they're a listener of of uh, nerds of love and um, friday night dinner and also by talking brains podcast so that was really neat that we yeah. got one of our listeners commenting so hi there listener hey there listener listeners um i should say too uh i've kind of decided that uh when we're done gilmore girls we'll just do like a little email episode because people have been like i have questions and i've been kind of bad for putting them in the regular show so oh, nerds just... in love no not for nerds in love but for friday night dinner like people have like... oh yeah we haven't been doing questions yeah. yeah uh ends up there was like some email issue and it was sending them to spam so i wasn't seeing them oh. oops so i'm sorry uh but uh i decided we'll just after show's done we'll just do like a little unwind and answer some some okay. questions you may have so i will well, put good. it out there and yes the spam issue has been fixed so now you can email us and it will go to the right place uh but you can send any questions you have to uh mailbag at three com. let us Wait, know the entire mailbag went into went into spam <laughs> yeah so what happened was is i redirect those emails to my to my email so it's not really like a dummy email, but more or less, it's kind of designed to be like, okay, just send that email to me. Right. Yeah, you're um, recording. Yeah. So, the, and uh, I guess for some reason, because um, cause when it was getting forward, it was going to spam. So I wasn't seeing any. So I was just like, okay. And then. I actually logged into the mailbag one. There was all of these emails, and I was looking, and I checked the same emails, and they were all going into spam. So I was like, Oops. "Like, why, why am I not hearing from anybody? Does nobody like the podcast anymore? What's going on?" Yeah, and like we would usually get like one or two a week. I think it started to die down when people were like, "Why aren't they reading emails?" But yeah, uh, we'll do like just one big. We'll just answer like some emails at the end of the show. Uh, end of the well, and well, when Gilmore Girls ends, so we'll we'll do that. That'll be good. So yeah, Yay. send send them to mailbag at threeingrunners.com. I've already compiled some already. I tried to choose some that are mm-hmm. more general to the show and not just like to specific episodes. Like, what did you think of what Dean did in this episode? Like, mm-hmm. I already passed that. Can't really answer that now, or we probably did when we talked about it in some way, shape, or form. So. Yeah, more but general. we also don't like Dean that much that we might actually remember that. Yes, that is that is entirely true. <laughs> um, we still talk about Dean in previous episodes now. Yeah, so. Dean's t- like off the show; he's done, and we still we don't forget Dean. 
Uh, and if you're Team Dean, I'm so sorry, but you chose wrong. You really did chose wrong. <laughs> but no judgment. No judgment, but you chose wrong. Um, yeah. My weather, by the way, we're in the middle of another heat. I'm even asking. Yeah, it's Ooh. a it's a heat. Oh, dome. like last year. Yeah, uh, not as bad as last year. Last year it was like forty degrees Celsius. Did you say a heat dome? Yeah, that's what. what? I, that's, I don't know why they call it that, but that's what they've been. Is calling. that Canadian? A heat dome? I think it's when like the heat gets trapped in and it just gets hotter. It's like oh. a dome. I, well, that's I, like I actually so think it's a, don't have a word for that. There is an actual scientific like basis for it, but yeah, it does sound a little si silly. It sounds like something you hear in a wrestling match, like "Welcome to the Heat Dome," you know? <laughs> right. I've been making now that you just joke. Need an arena. Yeah, I've been making that joke all week. Like, it sounds like a it sounds like a wrestling match, like "Welcome to the Heat Dome." So. Yeah, um, Thunderdome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's not nearly as hot as it was, uh, last year. Uh, and it's actually a little later. Like, it was in June last year that we had it. This year it's, uh, end of, uh, end of July. So, uh, yeah, it's a little better, but still, it's, it's warm. I think, like, the highest like it got a, was uh, 36 degrees, so. Wow. Yeah. And, and you, so you're basically, like, in a greenhouse, essentially. Yeah. That the humidity is not going anywhere. Are you in a basin in Vancouver, or what is like the geography such that that you're a lower part? There's, I know that there's mountains around you, right? Or yeah, yeah, I okay. I am like slightly above sea level, like just okay, yeah, so like a hundred feet or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, okay. like not too much above sea level. There's parts of where I live where uh, it gets. Uh, they're actually below sea level, so they always say if there was an earthquake, that those places would just flood. So it's like, but where you're at, you you have a chance. I have a chance. Yeah, I'll be watching okay. the flooding, but I won't be in the flooding. Hopefully, right? Because you did have flooding what last year? When was that that you that? Yeah, it was last was year. Uh, it wasn't where I lived directly, but it was oh, like okay. kind of like an hour outside from where I live, and yeah, it got pretty bad. Uh, there was. Um, People lost their homes and, uh, yeah, disrupted a lot of things. So, but anyways, I'm sure people don't want to hear about heat domes and floods. They want to hear about Gilman Girls. Or maybe they do want to hear <laughs> Although about... Although I find that really interesting, but... Fine. Yeah. You know, we say a joke that we could all just make a podcast talking about the weather, and I think we just proved that right. that's possible. We could talk about heat domes. it's not our chemistry. And... It's our pod, pod chemistry. Exactly. Uh, oh, I found a, a theory that I thought was interesting. It's um, there's a, it's on Instagram. It's a Gilmore Girls. It's a Gilmore Girl Confessions. That was a Tumblr one. Mm -hmm. It's it's something about Gilmore Girls where you can write in like your, like like p opinions that you have anonymously about Gilmore Girls. Uh, and someone wrote that is, Kirk, Taylor's kid. And I was like, that's interesting. Because mm. there's an episode where, where Taylor's family stays at the inn, like this several seasons back, and he talks about how they all have night terrors. And um, and when Kirk stays over, it was he sleeping in, in Luke's boat, right? He talks about having night terrors. And it also yeah. explains why um, it seems like Kirk is, like, treated differently by Taylor. Like, he's, he's like, a participant in the... And this happens, I think, in this episode next he's a participant in a lot of the things that taylor does and it's almost like like taylor like 
gives him special like like duties or or things to do mm-hmm. um, and so i kind of, so i was like oh that might, there might be something to that that maybe maybe taylor's his dad i would i have thought that before uh oh really yeah because it does kind of seem like taylor and um uh kirk they kind of like I don't know. They they seem to have a bond that goes a bit beyond just being, right. you know, two guys that live in this mm-hmm. town, right? And right. I always and I don't get that it's romantic. No, no. I do get wonder though if it's. I I debate whether it's like he's grooming Kirk to be like his successor. Like he kind of thinks, oh yeah, Kirk could do this. Kirk could do my job, kind of deal. Or if it's more like they've got a history, something's going on there. But either way, yeah. There's a lot of theories about the show if you really get down into it, I'm sure. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. The puppy is um, eating cardboard box. So we're good. Oh, perfect. If you heard Velociraptor noises behind me, he was eating a box. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, and let's see here. We've got uh, what episode are we talking about here? I should, I guess, I should bring uh, that 17? up 17? 18. 18 or 18? 18. 18, yeah, season yeah. seven. Well, you know what? I, I'm gonna, if you can pause it for a second, I'm gonna put the puppy in his crate because okay. I don't know what he might do when he's free range. Okay, okay, <laughs> all right, we're back from the puppy shenanigans that's great which he actually likes now it's like a little cave yeah i guess that's the thing with like crates is everyone kind of has this negative connotation with crates but i'm always like you know what it's not the worst thing in the world no i mean they like it and i think it's especially because we have two um it's kind of also a safe place like i have my food in there and the other one's not going to get it and you know i've got my little creature comforts there and and i think it's all in how you train them like and you never use it as punishment we use it as actually like a reward like your food's in there or you know here's a bully stick and here's mm-hmm. you know this and so it's all like decked out it's like it's like when you're in high school and you decorate your locker with all this stuff it's great <laughs> like he's got toys in there yeah and he can just kind of like hang out and we went to the park for like two and a half three hours this morning okay so he's he's probably gonna sleep so fair yeah, he's he's six months old now. So wow, yeah. yeah. Time goes so quickly nowadays. I know he looks like a little ball on stilts. <laughs> so he's all he's tall, but he's still a puppy shape. Okay. So, yeah, that's kind of how that breed goes. It's a it's a Brittany. If we haven't, if listeners haven't, I don't think we've talked about that before. I think the the dog has an Instagram, doesn't he? He does. It is. Yeah, he does. It's Connor the Brit. So it's C O N N O R, and then Brit is with two T's. Connor the Brit. So you and you can go. see all his adventures. Yeah. And his best friend is the dog park, and yeah, That's he's amazing. quite prolific with his posting. And it's and it's even more amazing is that he doesn't have opposable thumbs, and he posts <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> he manages to make it do. Um. <laughs> but yeah, Hey Bale Maze season seven episode eighteen. Uh, what's it even about? Well, Stars Hollow prepares for its annual Spring Fling Festival. Uh, Rory uh, decides to bring Logan and show him around the town. Uh, but Lorelai, she's got some concerns. 
I think justifiably, you know, after he uh, had that patent issue and lost the company millions of dollars and, you know, his just general attitude, you know, she's got, she fe thinks he's a little too irresponsible for Rory. Um, yeah. Uh, I have to say, you know, I would tend to agree with that. I do too. Um, I know, like, Logan kind of, like, I get the impression he's responsible when he wants to be responsible, but when he's not, mm -hmm. he's just, it's almost disastrously, like, almost disastrously. Right. Uh, all on or all off. Yeah, like, he's not like some people where it's like, okay, they have some mild cases where maybe they just get a little irresponsible. He's irresponsible to, like, a major fault, so. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. Okay. And then it involves other people's money, too. Yes. Which kind of kicks it up another notch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, Taylor spends the town's entire budget on a huge hail bay, or hay bale maze, uh, which upsets the town because they wanted to have lemonade and salt and nuts and all these other things, and they don't get any of that. So, Which... Uh, I think that kind of speaks to like Taylor's narcissism where it's like, no, I'm making the calls. You're just going along for the ride. He's, he's like a megalomaniac. Yeah. Yeah. And I always find him become a sociopath that he knows right from wrong. but just doesn't care. Yeah. And hides behind them. Um, hides behind like saying like, Oh, well you voted for this. I mean, yeah, he does a lot of gaslighting. Yeah. But there's Kirk up front with him, you know, Acting like, what was it? What was the character he was playing? He had, like, some kind of outfit on, and he was at the town meeting. What was oh. It? He was, like, something. I can't remember, but it was... It was like a... <laughs> but something oh, it was odd. A, it was like a minotaur, I think. Yeah. Minotaur is a minotaur. <laughs> that was it. It was again. Yeah. Yeah. Which sounds about right for him. He would he would definitely mm -hmm. dress up in a minotaur's outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... And then, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, Lorelai and uh, Luke, like, they're starting to kind of get a little friendlier with each other, uh, but they both mm -hmm. uh, apologize to each other and admit that they both made mistakes that ended their uh, relationship and engagement, and, uh, yeah. The other thing, That's too, Luke's is... credit, he talks about hiding behind April as a way to avoid his issues with commitment. Yeah, I was like, well, that's very insightful for Luke. Was he yeah. listening mm -hmm. to more audiobooks or something? Like possibly. Yeah. Um I meanwhile. Yeah. Also to uh this episode kinda of deals a lot with like Rory's future because she's about to graduate. Which I kinda of had some weird questions about because I'm like, she took like quite a bit of time off when she was out of school during that one season. And she's graduating with everybody else. I'm like she must have had to do some major league catch-up or, like... She was taking two semesters worth of classes, right? Or did she... So, remind me, did she leave in the middle of the semester? Or did she... Did she wait until the end of the semester? I think the semester was done. Because she was doing the internship, which I think you would not okay. do when you're in classes. I could be wrong, right. but... Sometimes, but usually not, yeah. yeah. So... 
Okay, so yeah, so she would. So she missed a whole semester, right? Yeah. So and somehow she's graduating. I mean, unless there was a summer, she might have been able to do some of those classes over the summer, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, so it's plausible. Yeah. Just but highly unlikely, is it I think. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. So. That's sort of the the big thing about what she's trying to do next, and you know, uh, Lorelai and uh, Logan kind of argue a little bit about Rory's future because um, they both kind of want different things. Uh, Logan wants Rory to take more risk, and Lorelai wants her to kind of play it safe and just go with the, the career path she's been working on so far. Um, I thought it was interesting that they both kind of butted heads about her future. It was also just kind of interesting mm -hmm. that she didn't really say too much. Like, she didn't really stick up for herself because I thought she would have been saying stuff like, hey, you know, like, why are you both talking about my future? It's my choice kind of deal. But I think she said it once. Yeah, but I wonder how, if she's maybe used to this happening because the grandparents, who weren't in this episode, but, you know, we see in the past where they talk about Rory right in front of her. Yeah. It's just kind of like a weird way. It's a weird thing that people like talk. I always find it weird when people talk about somebody who's right there, but as if they're not. So I kind of right. thought she would say something, but guess not. And she's not five. No. She's what was she's 23 at this point, 24. Something like that. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. she's going to be graduating from a four year program, presumably. So, mm -hmm. yeah, she would be probably around 23 or so, maybe 22. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, that's pretty much the episode synopsis. Um, was uh, written by uh, Rebecca Rand Kirshner, which she's kind of like the main writer for season seven. Um, she did. She's done some other work for the CW, including uh, she worked on the 90210 reboot. So. Uh, and that was directed by St Stefan Cl or Stephen Clancy. Uh, he did. He's literally almost done like one episode in every season, except for six where he did two. Oh. Yeah, he did uh, episode fourteen of season four, episode five from season five, and then episodes twelve and fourteen from season six. So, I wonder how that works. Like finding, you know, getting somebody to come in and just direct for one episode well they like, probably just kind of like they want to change it up and have a few different people mm -hmm. so i imagine so they just know who's worked on it before and yeah exactly so he got his acceptance letter from gilmore girls to go direct again just like the next episode made paris getting acceptance letters yeah well i think too like with a lot of these kind of directors too like the um people running the show like they kind of look at these people and they probably think like oh we know this guy he works well like mm -hmm. you know it's probably easier especially in a season like season seven where there's so much volatility and change in terms of new behind the scenes talent they were probably thinking like let's keep it simple let's keep it you know mm -hmm. relatively you know bring back the same people more or less so okay, okay. um what was your favorite and least favorite performance from this episode? I have to say, I liked Logan's performance. Mm -hmm. I thought he did a good job 
being uh, just kind of blunt with Orlai, uh, but also I think that he did it in a way that was true to his character, which is he talks to his girlfriend's parents like she's an equal. Mm-hmm. When she actually, there should be maybe some deference towards her, but yeah. I can see why he's raised in an environment where he doesn't give that deference. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was played really well. The worst is Rory. I didn't connect with her in this episode. I thought that um, she's become kind of a, a one-note character. Yeah. Um, and I know that they're focusing on her getting older and getting independent and everything, but I think it has more to do with the writing. That it's, it's constantly focused on how she's doing, which, you know, it's it's a big thing when you graduate from college and you're on your own. Yeah. Right? So, um, but yeah, that didn't do much for me. So how about you? Uh, I also agree that worse is Rory. I think it just mm-hmm. seems so weird to me that like Rory, this character who, uh, like she, oh, she's an overachiever, but also she like very much overthinks everything. She's mm-hmm. done that like over the whole course of the show, and she's not really thinking any of this through. Like she's letting all these other right. people make decisions. And at the end, like, yeah, sure, like. Logan says, oh, you can make the decision for yourself. But I'm like, that's not really Rory. Like, she would not be okay with that because right. she's the right. person who writes a writes a whiteboard chart to kind of figure out what she wants to do next. And, Rosie like, Cohen. yeah. Mm-hmm. So this whole arc of her deciding what to do next in her career, she's not doing it in the same way Rory normally would. And, I, yeah, right. I think some of that is writing, but also the part of that is performance, too. Like, I think she's... Uh, the actress that plays Rory like she's not doing that great of a job of sort of like playing Rory like we've seen her in other seasons so yeah mm. I I agreed that yeah Rory was I think Rory's going to continuously be kind of the weak spot in the next little bit as we wrap up the show because it's just like she's gone from being somebody who was a bit of an underdog but she worked hard and she was very smart and easy to get along with for the most part to being somebody who just comes across as very entitled. And, like, even in this episode, uh, Lorelai says, like, I didn't raise her with a silver spoon in her mouth. And I'm like, it kind of feels like you did. Like, the way that she's acting in this season, it makes it seem like she is. So That's the grandparents' influence. And, and that's yeah. what I got from that is that, like Lorelai said, well, yeah, I grew up in that. Because he kind of, Logan kind of called her out on that. Yeah, He's like, well, you know, like, you know, where we're from or whatever. And she said, well, I was raised like that, but Rory wasn't. And I think that if we go back to all the way to season one, mm-hmm. a lot of it had to do with reconnecting with the grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. And they're naming a, they're donating enough money to Yale to have a building named after their granddaughter who hadn't even graduated yet. Yeah. I mean, so there's, there's that entitlement piece. Yeah. Just stuff like that just feels very out of character for her. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't quite work. Like, it's hard to root for a character like Rory now, where it feels like she doesn't earn or um, deserve mm. anything that she's going for. So, mm-hmm. okay, um, let's see what else we have here. Uh, worst, uh, I mean, there's a few different one or best. Sorry, uh, best. I did like. Lorelai in this episode and Luke too like I gotta say a tie because I think they were both pretty great and you got to see them both kind of 
admit that they were wrong, which I think both of them have a hard time doing, but it was played so well. Right. That you could tell, like, they mm-hmm. kind of had their tail between their legs, but at the same time, too, they were like, we got to just get this all out here. So. Right. And that awkwardness of running into an axe somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But Is this the episode where she goes back to Luke Steiner for the first time in a while? No, I think that's the next episode. Oh, this next one? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what about your favorite reference from this episode? Um, they talked about, uh, at the end, about bird watching, and Michelle's like, who's going to go bird watching? It's actually called birding. <laughs> and I do it. <laughs> I feel Way like to go, so Michelle. She's so rude. Oh, so nerdy. But yeah, so it's actually so it's actually called birding. I think it used to be called bird watching, but it's birding. And I totally would have gone on a birding trip. Yeah. <laughs> and I have, <laughs> I have not not in Stars Hollow, but I've gone on birding trips. I just thought that was funny. It's like he's like bird watch. I you know I can't remember why why they switched over to birding. Um, because I, I think you do so much more than just watch birds. Right. Um, so yeah, because there's a lot of conservation efforts that go on too, but. I just thought that was funny. He's, he's like really dogging it, and I'm like, but that's something I like. <laughs> yeah. So that was the reference, but anyways. Well, it's pretty it hurting, t- typical but... Michelle. Like, if he doesn't know what it is, right. he kind of writes it off. Typically, he like poo poos it. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not Celine Dion, right. so. Right. Right. <laughs> it's not Chow. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh... What's your reference? Oh, I, it's a bit of a weird one. When, but April says, uh, any girl can only be called Sally Jesse so many times before she has to think, mm-hmm. rethink the red frames. I think most people nowadays probably wouldn't really know her too much. But Sally Jesse Raphael, she was a pretty right. popular tabloid talk show host. I think she was mostly prominent in the 90s, I want to say. Yeah, I think late 80s, 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if she still yeah, but... works. I don't know if she's passed away, maybe. But um, but I have red glasses, and I thought that, well, like, one of my pairs of glasses is red, and I think that when I put them on, I'm like, I hope somebody doesn't think I look like Sally Jesse Raphael. Yeah. But, um, but you know, but also I'm 48. <laughs> yeah. So I doubt that people think that when I wear them. Um, but, but also... Um, that was her trademark, and that was pretty smart, though, because we're still talking about her 20 years later. And you really think about it, it's such a simple thing to do, right? Like It's great branding, yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. It was low cost, and it is memorable. Because who else, if you see red glasses, that's the first person you think of, right? Yeah. So it's pretty genius. Yeah. Gotta have a gimmick. But yeah, she was really popular in the 90s. I don't think she's as popular now, but... I think it goes for a lot, a lot of talk show hosts. Like, you don't really hear of them too much nowadays. So, no, she's she's still alive. She's uh, eighty-seven. Wow. Wow, getting up there in years. No, she, it says that she's still active in entertainment. Hmm? Okay, okay. So she still she still does things. I'm guessing she probably scaled back though. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, what can you really be doing at eighty-seven? It's you're a little limited, but. So that's good. Right. Oh, that's uh, interesting. So Phil Donahue, if you don't know who he is, he was a, a big talk show host uh, in the 70s and 80s. And he actually got her started and encouraged her to, to audition. Oh, awesome. TV. Yeah. That's incredible. All right. 
Um, we've got a uh, favorite quote. Do you have a favorite quote from this episode? I like Paris just listing all the different types of milk she has and what she uses them for, because I relate to it very much. <laughs> That's interesting, because like, I, I was like, I've never heard of that before, but... I can tell you, like, my why I have certain milks. Like, there's the... There's the oat milk that if in case I do cereal or something, I use that. Mm -hmm. um, then I have the heavy cream for cooking. Like if I make a sauce, because I like to make my sauces from scratch. Um, and you know, then there's like, then there's the, if I want like, a, if I'm cooking and I don't want as heavy as cream, then I'll get like 1%. Mm -hmm. But then if someone is coming over to the house and they drink milk, then I get them skim. So I can have a variety of dairy products. And then I have kefir. I don't know if that's how you say it. K-E-F-I-R. The one with the active cultures in it. It's like yeah. a milk drink. It's like milk yogurt. Yeah. So yeah, so that's, I was like, I was like, I relate to Paris. And that, that's probably the only time I relate to Paris. <laughs> yeah, it's, got, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit uh, something that's a little niche. But, I, I, you know, there has to be a basis for it. Like, I just wonder if Amy Sherman probably, you know, well, actually, I guess she didn't write or work on the season, but. David Ro Rosenthal, uh, maybe he's like, I know somebody who does this, so. Mm -hmm. Well, I think if you if you like cooking from scratch and doing your own sauces, I mean, sometimes you need to have like half and half, and then oh, and then there's half and half in the fridge for cream or for coffee. So yeah, it's um, there's we have a wide variety of dairy liquids. <laughs> Interesting. I'm mostly. Yeah, an I just made a. Oh, you're an almond milk fan. Yeah. Try oat milk. Oat milk's been pretty good. Yeah, and I have rice milk sometimes. Okay. Hmm? Everyone keeps telling me I should try oat milk, and I haven't yet, but... It's kind of a different texture, so I would try maybe a smaller yeah. container of it. But, but I guess my, my issue more with Paris was that she was, like, getting so irate about somebody drinking her milk. And I'm kind of like, well, you all live together. But it's not odd that she, that Rory didn't even talk with Paris about it? About having Logan live there? Yeah, that seemed... Well... The thing is, is, like, he was there and, like, having breakfast, so I presume that, like, she must have known that he was, like, there, living there. Oh, but I, th I think when she saw that he was bringing in mail, I think that's when she started to worry about, like, oh, is there more to this? Like, you know, is he right. is he staying here forever kind of deal? And it's like, right. no, I can't imagine... Because he seems to be the kind of person he likes having the swanky pad and all this, and so. But he's also realizing what it's like to have to have his own money too. Yeah, because he's now got to be more independent, right? So. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, mine was uh, when Michelle says whatever. I'm Audi five thousand, which is a saying nobody really does I... uses <laughs> anymore, but. That that was definitely the easy, the quickest way to date the show, which is kind of funny because the show, for the most part, is pretty timeless. Like you can watch this; there's not too much that really dates it. But stuff like that, I was like, oh boy, it was a little cringe. Well, but also, whatever, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, it was just a little cringe, but it was also a little funny too. Because I'm like, yeah, you can, you know, one phrase instantly, I can tell you what your this episode was in because definitely dates it for sure. Um, yeah, just the, um, and then she says like, "Oh, whatever." That's like that's such an old phrase. And I'm like, "No, we st we still twenty years later use whatever." Yeah, and I st I still sometimes say I'm Audi five thousand. 
you know, it's maybe not the most popular phrase anymore, but I still, I, I've used it on occasion. I have used oi with the poodles already. I've used that. And no one else in my family has watched Gilbert <laughs> Oh. Well. They also haven't watched Mean Girls, and so I'll quote Mean Girls like, on a daily basis, and I think, like, they just look at me. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'll say, like, in the car loser, we're going to the mall or something. When we're going somewhere, and then you know, I, I everybody just kind of goes along with me and doesn't say anything. That's that's a shame. Oh, let's see here. We got um, uh, behind the scenes trivia for this episode. I'm sure we got uh, some. Let's see. Um, when April is speaking with Luke on the native culture in New Mexico, she speaks mainly of the Apache tribe and mentions living near the Chikarula Apache Reservation. This means she is most likely living somewhere in the north, northern New Mexico near the Colorado state border. Interesting. Ah. Yeah. And the author that she men mentions is Erdlock. That's a, a native author yeah. that has written several books. Um, there's a lot of talk about the hay bale maze, but it ends up it was actually straw, not hay. Oh, so when he's allergic to it. Yeah. I really do wonder if it just costs him less money to do that. To do the, the hay maze? Yeah. Or the straw maze. He's maybe he, like, maybe he's embezzling money. Yeah, like maybe he was like, uh, yeah, we gotta get all this money for this, the hay and then he looked at straw being cheaper, and he's like, I, I know I'm going to cut some corners here, get some straw. You know, it did look like straw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, less people are allergic to straw, too. Because that I know be... I'm allergic to hay. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm Yeah, that could be it, too. Less allergens. Um, right. Do you have any mental health observations from this episode? On the train, we see Rory be happy for just a brief moment. I think this is one of the few times that we see her just feeling proud of herself and pretty comfortable when she's talking yeah. to her mom she's like i just did a job interview i've got a newspaper i'm on the train and michelle says all these terrible things about the train because you know you just assume that michelle is not into public transportation um so uh but it's really nice just to see her feel competent yeah even if it's just for a brief moment we see her and it's it's like that moment where she just feels like yeah i did this on my own yeah and i don't think we've seen a lot of that we her. don't know. I think she largely, like, just kind of goes with what other people say and do. Which, again, is not really, like, Rory character. I don't think that much. But you, mm -hmm. I, it's nice to see that she's kind of spreading her wings a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. she's free from her grandparents. She's free from her mom. She's even free from Logan in a, in a, in a way, too. Um, mm -hmm. But I think uh, it just makes things more interesting in the sense that, like, you know... Yeah, you kind of get the impression that like she's kind of starting to do her own thing, so. Right, right, and then she even says to Lorelai too, you know, in in common adult ways, it's like, hey, you know, I'm gonna bring Logan. Is that yeah. okay? You know, and the way she brought it up, I think was was more like on an equal level with her mom instead of like daughter mother. Yeah. So so that's changed, and and also in the in the hay maze or the straw maze, as it were. Uh, Logan and Rory come to a fork in the hay maze. You can either go right or left. And I noticed that, that Logan went Rory's side. Mm -hmm. And it kind of goes along with her trying to figure out what she wants to do with her life. And so maybe he's going to tag along and go the direction that she's going. And maybe it's an allusion to that. 
So also the when she said the only psychological injuries at Miss Patty's. Oh no, but he said like you're did you get injured because she's talking about falling off the curb and her bike and all these places. And he says, Did you get any injuries at Miss Patty's? And she said, No, only psychological injuries. So if you go back to was it season one or two that she and Dean were caught at Miss Patty's, they fell asleep there. Oh yeah. And the the class came in and saw her, so I want I think she's referring to that. So and then also, why hasn't Logan met Lorelai up to this point? That seemed interesting, because well, they've been together for, what, over a year now? They did, though, because they've met... Oh, wait, they times. did! Yeah, they've met a few times. But what... So what was... Yeah, that's right. So what was Lorelai saying about, oh, this is like, you know, you're bringing the boyfriend home to meet the parents or something? What? Poor writing. Why did she say... Because he hasn't been to her house. Maybe that's why. Yeah. But still, I think it was written kind of poorly. Yeah, because I'm like, yeah, because it was at the, uh, they went to the beach house, right? Because that's Valentine's Day, where he gave Luke a gift to give to Lorelai. But even, like, and then they've been to the dinner with the parent, grandparents before, too, so there's that as well, so. Oh, maybe she was just referring to this the first time that he's been to Stars Hollow into the house. And it was kind of cute seeing him show around, so. Which is Those nice. are my psychological things. We also didn't have Richard and Emily, and I kind of missed having them in the show. Which is because I think I remember he dropped her off at her place in Stars Hollow. And that was when oh, yeah. Lorelai was looking yep. out the window and like, who's this guy? Mm-hmm, right. So. Oh, when they, with the limo? Yeah. Life and Death Brigade? Yeah. I like to think the writers just forgot about all that. <laughs> like, they didn't even watch the show. They just were like, we're just going to pretend that this this didn't happen. And how long have they been together, Logan and Rory? Would you say like a year and a half? Well, they've been together since like, let's say season five or six. And let's presume that Which each year? season is a year. So we'll say like a year and a half, I think. Maybe okay. almost two years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is this the one where... where um? Or is it the next one where it's uh, Sookie and Jackson are arguing about the, the new baby? Uh, I think it's the next episode. Next one, okay. Yeah, so just nice to see Rory happy for a brief moment. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We've got... Uh, that's it. I think it's time for uh, rating this episode. What would you give it a score of? Give it a seven. I think this is one of my better ones of the season. How about you? Uh, I didn't like this episode as much. Hmm. Um, I think mostly mostly because I don't quite like Rory's arc in this, mm. and I think like she's kind of becoming a bit of. I want to say like just she's not really the same character anymore like mm -hmm. it, it's hard to root for her especially where like they seem to be making her the focal point of the last part of the season where it's like oh what's she gonna mm -hmm. do next right so right. when you don't really root for her anymore it's kind of hard to really get behind those major storylines so i don't know mm -hmm. i give it like two and a half out of ten. Oh wow is this your lowest episode right uh, it's, it's down there for sure i mean mm -hmm. I think season seven, early season seven was worse than this, in my opinion. Like, uh, all the stuff with uh, Christopher was, was worse, mm -hmm. but... 
Beth is over at stephaniesarkis.com. You can check out her new book, Healing from Toxic Relationships, which is out now. So you can finally read it. Yes. And where can people buy it again? Uh, Amazon, independent booksellers. You can also go to my website, and there's a link that takes you to, to a variety of booksellers. So it's stephaniesarkis.com. Okay. Uh, and I'm over at 3 where almost every other day we've got new content going up. And with that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now. Bye, everybody.